Good morning, guys, and welcome back to Podcast Therapy. Thank you very much for joining me today on this brand new episode. I hope you're having a fantastic day and thank you for choosing to ride with me today. Um, if you're in a car, if you're at home, if you're at work, I am truly thankful for you to choose to listen to this podcast. So today I'm going to dive deep into a topic that is really like important to me to share and to talk about and this topic is all about body dysmorphia, eating disorder and kind of like everything that has to do with the food kind of like because I am pretty sure that we all have been suffering from an eating disorder or a body dysmorphia at some point in life, either way in an early stage or either way you're struggling now or either way later on in life. But it's something that it's extremely important to point out. I mean, I know social media at the moment is all about it. Social media is kind of like more exposing stuff like that. But when you see a personal story and see that and hear that you're not alone and someone actually went through the same thing, sometimes it can help into your mental health. Sometimes it can help yourself saying like, gosh, I am not the only one. And just that can help someone in such a good way it can change someone's life just knowing that they're not the only one just knowing that someone else has been fighting and struggling with the same problem than they have so long story short i have been fighting since a very young age with food disorder i been like it's kind of like weird because I am someone who loves food <laughs> I mean who doesn't <laughs> but I am someone who loves food and since my younger age I struggled so much to find the balance in what I could eat or like the food I was choosing or my body image and obviously as you grow up and you grow older, social media just took an immense part, like so important part of your life, especially my generation and the generation coming up, I can see it. But I feel like my generation is more aware and realize more about the problem that people can have with food and body shaming, body dysmorphia via social media compared to the generation that is coming right now um you know those the generation this is that is in uni at the moment i feel like they get it however it doesn't touch them or hurt them as much as my generation um i i don't really know how to explain because maybe before when i was young it was just a topic that you would never never approach it, it was just like eating disorder was just not a thing to just talk about um it was either way you were suffering from anorexia or bulimia 
but you didn't know about all these other issues that you can have. You didn't know about uh, someone that can purge and um, orthorexy and um, orthodoxy as well and um, binge eating disorder. And this one is just, I think, the most important one and the the one that no one thinks about and I will literally, I'm... I'm talking out of my <laughs> beep, kind of, but I know for a fact that the average women and or maybe more of the average women in the world or in the modern world at least has been suffering from binge eating disorder without knowing it or with knowing it and it is so important to acknowledge it and it's you shouldn't be ashamed of just admitting it to yourself that you suffer with binge eating or you suffer with that um because there is no shame and it's absolutely normal in a world we're living in that you at one point in your life suffer of eating disorder so i was saying long story short i have suffered with food um my whole life I have a problem with food, I know that, and I'm not saying that just to be trendy. I mean, some people can be like, oh yeah, you just want that to have the attention. It's just not that at all. Um, it's just, I think it's so important to share it and so important to just tell it, like say it out loud, like that it can just be as well, like an, an eye-opener for yourself and sometimes you just have to say stuff out loud to just realize it yourself and yes um when I was young I was like <clears throat> when my dad left the house I I just suffered like I, I was looking for comfort in the food and as you already know, if you listen to the other podcast or if you're hearing my accent, you know that I'm French and food, t- food takes such a big part of your life in France. Um, from bread and cheese, this is, not a, this is not a myth. This is really true. We love our bread and cheese. <laughs> so yes, I've been trying to find comfort in food for like something that... I miss obviously I missed my dad and I didn't understand why I wasn't here why he wasn't at home anymore I mean I was really young I was six um but from then I was just I just developed a bad habit of eating every crap I could see of eating all the time when I wasn't hungry um I was just snacking as well which Obviously, I gained weight and I was pretty much overweight my whole life until I was 25 and I started to want it to change. So it's pretty late if you think about it. When the generation now is coming is just obsessed with how they look and are in a gym when they're 15. When I was 15, I was just in a couch eating my cereal bowls. Like, <laughs> it's, to say, <laughs> it's to say the difference of mentality and the difference of um, behavior. So yes, I was, I was eating all the time and everything. I was eating a whole pizza myself. Like, you know, the pizza you buy in Domino's, Pizza Hut and stuff like that. I was just eating one of them myself. Like, looking back now, it's just 
blowing my mind that I was younger than I am and I wasn't supposed to eat that much. I mean, if you take the whole pizza and put it in a dough, like in a bowl, like the bowl of like the dough at the beginning before you spread it out is a, is a, it's just a bowl. And just knowing that that is in your body, it just now I think about it and it's like, this can't be good. <laughs> uh, but maybe because I've made some knowledge and look like done some research about it um about how to have a better and healthier life but yes i i was overweight and looking for this food and i think that was a trigger and that will be inside me forever obviously i have a different mindset now towards food and towards um my body and stuff like that but the eating problem and the food comforting uh, problem will follow me forever and it will be inside me forever because this is something that triggered so long ago that I can manage to deal with it now at a certain level but yes, it, it will be inside me and I wish it will not. I wish it will just be gone. Um, but, you know, life is not easy. <laughs> so, yes. And then I think coming my teenage I was, I think I was 16 at the time. I was with my first like real relationship and I started to just I just started not to eat at all like I I would not say I was suffering from anorexia uh, anorexia however I was just not eating as as much anymore I was literally just picking little things and suddenly a whole pizza became like a very small slice of it and that was all I was eating during the day obviously anorexia it's way uh, more like is pushed way further into the disorder than that but going from snacking all the time to this was really um something weird for me but you know you're a teenager first relationship serious relationship for sure and you just don't want to screw it up <laughs> so yes i become to just pick food now and there and not eat much that didn't last long because then um, this relationship became toxic. So I, instead of going and running away, I once again tried to find comfort in food again. So that was kind of like a yo-yo life with I was doing, um, which obviously is not good. <laughs> but yes, and then starting 25 years old, so... I was literally overweight. I wasn't obese, but I was overweight. Um, I am someone that is pretty tall as well. I am um, in meters. I am one meter 69 and I think it's five foot five or almost five foot five, five ah, or almost five foot six. So literally... I'm someone that it's not that tall, but I'm not a petite person. So I'm, and I'm not the average girl. So I'm, I'm a, a little tall. So I think the overweight on me didn't shock people and didn't shock me. But if you would have 
put me like into someone that is five foot three, then that would be literally obvious. So at the age of 25, I've just, as I said maybe before, I was just so sick of how I was looking and um, I just started to do some research into the food and um, change my diet. But this is obviously something that, as I said, will always, always be inside me and follow me the rest of my life. It's because even now, I am still, like, I am still sometimes when I'm upset um, or when I'm sad, I reach for this comfort in the food instead of friends or instead of family or instead of my boyfriend. It's just... I know it's just so weird and talking about it is really like it is hard and it is important to say because um, it's something that if you haven't been through it no one will understand and I think the fact that you're looking for the comfort in the food is because you know that the food itself obviously is not going to judge you, it's not going to judge your act, then if you talk to someone, God, um, if you talk to someone, then it's different. You will have this judgment and you will have this, this person, even if it's a close friend, even if it's your best friend or your parents or anything, they won't understand you 100% unless they've been through that themselves. And this is the frustration for me because, and it always been, thank God, um, one of my best friends, she knows. And um, I know I can talk about it openly because I know I will never get any judgment, but it doesn't make it easier. But you know, when you say that you have a problem with food and you're trying to, either way, your boyfriend or as I say, or your family or friends, they you try to explain they just won't get it and the first thing the very 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 first thing they're gonna say is no you're not or no you don't like what I am telling you right now and I am telling you that I'm suffering with a a problem with food a food disorder I am not saying that to have sympathy for you to have sympathy for me or for you to have pity of me I'm just trying to open up to you for and to to share that because it's so hard it's too heavy for me to just keep it in and you're just looking straight into my eyes or just puffing away and saying no no I don't and I am talking of experience here because I've been suffering with people around family just not wanted to believe me like at least realize that I have a problem and it's not it's not a massive problem but at least realize that I am not lying I am just choosing to open up and for you to understand and to get better and and yeah I've never been I've never been to see or talk to someone about it because I was embarrassed and I was ashamed and I wanted, I'm someone that is extremely proud as a person. I want to do stuff my own. I want to prove to myself that I can do it. But looking back now, I wish, I wish I had. I wish I went to see someone and talk to someone because 
that there for a reason, right? <laughs> they are there for a reason. They are here to help you and they won't judge you because they don't know you. And sometimes that can be so much easier to deal with um, problems, either with food or something else. But yeah, so if you are suffering with any kind of food disorder, just just talk talk to someone that you know you know hundred percent they will not judge you and they will believe you and they will want to help you or even if you don't want them to help you but you want them to listen to you just to be here and listen then go ahead and tell them tell the person or if you need to go and talk to someone just go ahead because this food disorder thing will then lead to body dysmorphia as we said and body shaming, body dysmorphia, it is um, my generation, once again, we grew up with those magazines and Photoshop and that wasn't something that is like, it, it, it wasn't as open as it is now when you were looking to a magazine or to a model or to something like that, we were, they were preaching the diet, they were preaching the perfect body and the, this I am so glad that social media now is the only good thing that can push this transparency of no, you don't, no, diets are, are not good, no, don't pay money for that, or um, th- not every woman are models, not every, like, we all have cellulite, we all have that, and when I was young, that was something that you could never, like, never. It was just not, not, not true. It was just not okay, and, and that 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 just, then grew into the body body dysmorphia, and you were looking at yourself and you were trying to to be like, well, why am I like that? And why I have cellulite when she doesn't? And why is my arms like that? Why is my nose like that? Why are my eyes like that? You know, and you're starting to literally find every like every tiny tiny problem in like on yourself and on your body and you will then focus on it and you will be so embarrassed of it and you will then just ruin your life and I can see with the time now that's because I'm on social media since almost 10 years and at least Instagram almost 10 years now and I am for for what it is i am so thankful for it just for this simplest reason of people on it are now i don't care if it's the trend i don't care i don't care but at least they're doing it but at least right now people on it are just showing transparency and you will find find those either way athletes or very well uh body body shape person person with a perfect body shape and that they would just show you like they will be like posting pictures of when they just wake up and then five minutes after when they drank a massive glass of water and it just comforts you and be like oh for fuck's sake I am normal this is just normal I it's normal to bloat when you drink a full glass of water it is normal to bloat when you have food your belly isn't supposed to be 100% of the time flat. It is normal to have um, 
batwing arms. I mean, how many of us have been literally over obsessed with the bat wings arms? Like, you know, the skin under your triceps. And like, <laughs> I have been embarrassed of that my whole life and then obviously now I know that with training you can obviously not make that disappear but you can just reduce it you can just tone it whatever but there will always be here and this is the thing we have to realize that there is a balance of good having a good body and there is one thing I am not agree with is when social media is preaching Am I going to make enemies right now? <laughs> but this is my platform and I want to be honest and this is my thoughts. I am not okay with people who are saying like having forms. <laughs> that is the best way to say it. Having forms on the woman. Meaning that being a little bit overweight, it's normal. It is and it is not. It is just like... I am not okay with the fact that we're preaching uh, being a little bit fat and being a little bit overweight to be normal. It is just not. It's, it's exactly like it is just not normal to be extremely skinny. I am all for um, we are who we are and we are how we are. And if you have a little bit of stubborn fat, if you have, if you're a little bit underweight, this is absolutely normal. This is a different metabolism. However, preaching the fact that you should be proud of, 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 of your body, you should be proud of how it is. And when I see those girls or men that are so overweight, I'm just like, no, you're just unhealthy. This is just not okay. It's exactly the same than someone is extremely skinny. And it's like now we've been my whole life, my whole childhood and teenagehood, to be fair, they've been shaming, shaming women and girls to be a, a little bit overweight, to have normal, literally to have normal fat, like to not be a fucking... Um, iron board like we say and I feel like right now is the opposite it's like they are body shaming the, the the women who are perfectly fine and yeah don't have fat and exercise or not and are skinny and have a tie gap but it's their metabolism they're not preaching to be anorexic they're not preaching to not eat this is who they are and this is the problem right now that there is not in in between and I feel like now the pressure is on the fact that oh my god if you're too skinny this is just not okay like it's unhealthy well how about if you're too fat this is unhealthy as well so I think that we need to be extremely careful of what we're doing on social media and what we're sharing and I think transparency is so important and um, I think we're just losing, losing, losing the the importance of we are who we are, but we still need to be healthy. And binge eating is not healthy, and anorexia is not healthy, and bulimia is not healthy. Like eating all the time and being overweight is not healthy. And all of those are all eating disorders, and will then lead to body dysmorphia, and then obviously 
you will hate yourself and that can go so far on. So I would say if you do feel like you are lonely, literally lonely in regards to that, in regards to how you see yourself or in regards to the food, just talk to someone. That is the best advice I will ever say. Just talk to someone because it is so important to just not be alone, but talk to someone that will trust you and will understand you. I personally, uh, I've read a French book. Um, she, is, she translated it in so many languages. Um, her name is Victoire. And I think in English, the book is Size Zero. And in French is Jamais Assez Maigre. So if I translate it word for word, it's Never Too Skinny. And she basically was uh, spotted in Paris and in a younger age to be a model for elite um, industry. And then she literally went into the runaway and she suffered with anorexia. She gave the background of modeling and what it can trigger into body dysmorphia and eating disorder. She went into rehab and it is an amazing book to read. Literally, if you're looking for um, autobiography about eating disorder, just read this one. And I am currently reading uh, Knocked Out by Maya Kang. And it is just wow. And when I'm not even done with this book, but I'm already sharing it because I... I was, she just made me laugh. She, in a way she speaks, she's just so true to herself. She is literally speaking exactly how she will express herself. And in a book, she was going through um, the horrendous childhood she had in regards to the food. She was fat and then she wanted to be a model as well. She wanted to do modeling and stuff like that. So she went through being overweight and fat to extremely skinny and taking all these um, alternatives to lose weight as fast as possible, to have um, as many contracts as possible. And this is where I'm at at the moment. But then it will lead to how she recovered and found found um, aspiration in... Um, in the martial arts and stuff like that. So it is so important to, and this book is just so good. Literally, if you are in lockdown, like we are in the UK, or if you just like to read and are looking for something to read, just read um, Knocked Out by Maya Kang. Um, it, it will literally just, you will laugh as I say it and be like, wow. Uh, because she comes from far and um, you will also feel so sad for her and yeah definitely something to read I think it's important and I'm so grateful for people who are writing those books like decided to put out um, what they've been going through in their life because it just helps you to just not be lonely it just helps you to realize that it's not only you. So yeah, to go back into um, the eating disorder before um, wrapping this up, 
um, I am gonna turn 30 and um, I am still suffering with eating disorder. Uh, it's just at a minor level now because I literally just educate myself in regards to the food and in regards to um in regards to the problems it can lead to me um to uh when I were when I will be older and stuff like that so yeah um that's all I would say because I think that's um already a lot <laughs> but um yeah thank you very much for listening today and um just talk to someone that is all I can say um, just find the right person that you feel safe to talk to and just talk it will help you a lot trust me anyway thank you very much for listening I hope you did enjoy this um, little episode I hope it helps you a little bit to not feel that lonely anymore and to know that um, it is not only you and you're not alone um so yeah thank you very very much for listening and i'll speak to you in the next podcast bye